So while we were all hunkered down with COVID, they were experiencing the flu season in South America and Australia, areas like that. And so, for example, in Chile, 2019, they had 21,000 cases of flu. This year, they had 1,100. The fear is that will those same places that have the COVID hotspots be flu hotspots? Um, we have not seen that yet, which is fantastic, and we hope that'll stay for the next few months that way. The healthcare industry is watching this year's flu season with even more attention than usual, as United Healthcare of Missouri's chief medical officer explained on today's St. Louis on the Air. I'm Emily Woodbury, senior producer for St. Louis on the Air. Before today's episode, I want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. Our team works hard to provide nuance on the news that shapes your life and your community. And we wouldn't be able to do this without your support. The money you give to St. Louis Public Radio helps fund our podcast. So please go to stlpr.org donate and give an amount that works for you. Your contribution, along with that of your neighbors, is what fuels St. Louis on the air. And we're really grateful. Thank you for your support. I'm Sarah Fenske. This is St. Louis on the Air. It's not just your imagination. Public health officials really are sounding very loud alarms on this year's flu season. We heard a few weeks ago from St. Louis County's public health director on the importance of getting a flu shot. And we want to reiterate that call today. Get a flu shot. But we also want to give you a glimpse into how the healthcare industry is getting a handle on what to expect this flu season and how that data is driving their decisions. Dr. Ravi Johar is the Chief Medical Officer of United Healthcare of Missouri, and he joins us today. So, Dr. Johar, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. I'm glad to be here and look forward to talking to you. So for those of you who have to be prepared for a flu season, what's the best way that you can get a sense of what this year's season will be like in Missouri? Well, there's a couple things that we look at a lot. Uh, United Healthcare has a lot of different technology, and they utilize that by being able to look at, at what's happened in other areas and understanding what's going on. One of the really neat things that we do is using something called FluCast. Um, in 2014, Carnegie Mellon University started working on a forecasting technology uh, utilizing machine learning and artificial intelligence. And then they've merged uh, that with the United Healthcare's team to really use all of our data together. And last year, we were able to put out a pretty uh, powerful forecasting program that could determine where flu was increasing, where we thought a hot spot was going to be. And we were really, uh, sometimes up to four weeks in advance, you could say, there's really something about to happen here. Really? And that's really important because it takes about two weeks, if someone has not had the flu vaccine, for that flu vaccine to build up enough um, antibodies in the system to be able to fight the flu. So ideally, you want to get it before you're exposed. Oh, interesting. So you can't cut this too close. I can't go get a flu shot today after work, get exposed to the flu, and expect it to work the way that you guys need it to work. Not not as well as you'd like it to. I mean, you'll, there will still be advantages. I mean, getting the flu shot at any point has significant advantages, not only in preventing the flu, but if you were to get the flu, it makes the symptoms uh, much less. Hmm. So getting the flu shot, as you've mentioned before, is, is absolutely crucial. If, if any year that you really, you know, we recommend the flu shot every year, but of any year to get it, I think it's absolutely crucial to have it done this year, just because we don't know what's going to happen with 
with COVID and what the interaction may be or what can happen. So tell me, what kind of data are you guys looking at or this artificial intelligence is looking at where it can figure out where there's going to be a hotspot? Well, it's it's interesting with a couple of things. One of the things that that everybody is using right now in, in the Flucast that really is giving us a lot of hope and that's really exciting is that in south in the southern hemisphere, their flu season is in what is our summer season. Mm. So while we were all hunkered down with COVID, they were experiencing the flu season down in in South America, in South America and Australia areas like that. And so, for example, in Chile, where in 2019 they had 21,000 cases of flu. This year, they had 1,100. Really? That's a remarkable difference. Is is that because people were sheltering at home and, and distancing? I think a lot of it was all the measures that we'd put in place for COVID. Hmm. The social distancing, the masking, the hand hygiene, all of those things had tremendous success. We saw the same thing in Australia. They went from 22,000 to 85 diagnosed cases. Wow. Um, overall, we're, we're seeing a trend that it looks like about we're seeing about 10% of flu cases that were expected compared to what we've seen in the past. And even in the United States, um, with flu tests that have been done, and we've only had a very short time with our flu period, um, but even so far, we're seeing a tremendous decrease in the amount of positivity from greater than 2.5-3% to less than 0.3%. So if people people are getting these, say they're in that 10% that still ends up getting the flu this year, is it a bad flu? A particularly bad flu is how I should have phrased that. All flus are bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the prediction before, but we're we're just not seeing that yet this year. Hmm. Um, you know, another flu tends to to uh, to mutate and do different things, but we have not seen that degree of severity. Uh, now, it's important to note that you know the, those statistics I told you about the southern hemisphere; those countries have all been far stricter with their um, their personal protective equipment type of. of mandates okay social distancing and, and masks and things so we would we would hope we could have that same decreased rate here um, but we'll see it remains to be seen okay so you guys are trying to figure out where the hot spots are before they start blowing up once they start blowing up or, or as you're realizing this is going to be a hot spot what do you do that is this a matter of flooding the zone with uh, with uh, educational information or is there even more you can do to gear up well that's that's one of the biggest things when we can identify that there's going to be a particular area whether it's a city or a county or a state um, the first thing we do is start contacting our, our medical directors that are in each state we have 38 medical directors over 50 states, and they're taking care of over 65,000 very complex uh, members as well as the re- everybody else, and letting them know ahead of time, hey, this looks like your potential hotspot. Mm-hmm. They then in turn will start contacting the providers, the hospital systems, the large groups, small groups, everybody they can, saying, hey, this is really going on. And at the same time that's going on, uh, we start getting towards all the members that we have. Um, on the websites, there will be things posted. You know, if you log on to uhc.com or any of your apps that, that do that, hey, you're in a potential hot zone. There will be emails and letters that go out to the members. There will be articles and newsletters and flyers put out, and then public service announcements. So a lot of it is just getting the information to people like, hey, this is coming, be ready, be aware. And part of it is making sure that the hospitals are aware that we're potentially forecasting that because. These days, with the the strain that's being put on the healthcare system from COVID, as well as just the normal healthcare problems that occur, you want to make sure that you're maximizing the beds you've got available. So this this trying to forecast the future hotspots, are there areas where you're already doing this sort of full court press because you're seeing hotspots begin to develop? 
I, I have not gotten alerted to any that are happening just yet. Which is good, right now. That's I think great. Really <laughs> Some good news absolutely. today. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um, we're all very, very focused right now on on the COVID hotspots, and we're spending a lot of time on that. And unfortunately, the fear is that will those same places that have the COVID hotspots be flu hotspots? Um, we have not seen that yet, which is fantastic, and we hope that'll stay for the next few months that way. And I do want to ask, when you're doing these campaigns where you're flooding the zone to get out ahead of the hotspot, what kind of percentage decrease is associated with that? That's a very good question. I, I wish I knew. Um, you know, it's it so much is dependent on, on folks. And what we're hoping is that this year as people are realizing just how important some of these public health endeavors are, just like your previous column mentioned about you know, how everyone took it seriously back in 1918. We're hoping they'll do the same thing this year. Well, and that is part of why we wanted to have you come to talk to us today. And so I want to give you in our final 30 seconds here, make a plug, tell people why they need to get this flu shot. The flu shot is the best possible thing that you could ever do to help prevent getting the flu. It's is a perfect, no, nothing in the world is, but this is the best thing. Anybody over the age of six months should go ahead and get this flu shot. Uh, people ask me all the time about which is the best flu shot, and tell them the best flu shot is the one that you get. <laughs> well, you make a great case right there. I really hope people are listening. Um, and Dr. Ravi Johar, uh, Chief Medical Officer of United Healthcare of Missouri, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Is listening to an episode of St. Louis on the Air part of your daily routine? If so, suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help new people discover our show. Thank you. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.